Okay. We want to talk about Genesis 6 and basically verses 1 through 4. And we want to answer is the question is to the identity of the sons of God in verses number two and verses number four. So let me get a reading of it. Now it came about when men began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they took wives for themselves whomever they chose. Then the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever because he is also flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterwards when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old men of renown. All right. Now we notice in verse number two, we have the issue of sons of God. And also the question that we need to answer is basically who are these? Now, if you look at the preceding um, context of Genesis, it does appear as some would argue that these are the sons of Seth. These are the descendants of Seth. And these particular, and the reason why they are associated with the descendants of Seth is because these are the righteous men. These are the true followers of God. And that's why they call them the sons of God and the daughters of men. Uh, these are sometimes thought of as the daughters of the unbelievers or maybe of the, some of the seed of uh, Cain. So, however, according to the context, this cannot be the case. Now, what is absolutely clear is there is a clear distinction being drawn between sons of God and daughters of men. Whatever is going on in the text, it is clear that the Bible is trying to make a distinction. And the distinction is not so much. Now, what is not clear is where the distinction is about righteousness or not of those who are true believers of God. All right. So here is one of the strength to understand in the text in verse number two, it is good. And it's okay if you don't know the Hebrew, but we'll take a quick peek at that. Just a very short peek. The word for sons of God found in verses number two and verses number three is this Hebrew phrase. Benoth Ha Elohim, that is sons of God. That's in construct. Now, when you actually look up this particular verse in the Hebrew, it is only found in a couple of places in the Hebrew itself. Okay. okay, here we are. Now, when we look at this particular construction, Benoth Ha Elohim. Notice here, it is only found in Genesis 6 and 2, 6 and 4, and that's the passage that we were dealing with today, and also in Job 1 and 6 and Job 2 and 1. And these particular passages, Job 1, Job 1 and 2, those particular chapters, actually deals with the same 
context, when, a day when the sons of God uh, came together and they appeared before God and God began to question them. And the Bible says Satan came in among them. So that's basically in the first beginning of the temptations of Job in chapters one and six. Now, nobody argues the fact that these particular sons of God are not men. They, they are never considered to be considered to be uh, the righteous men or from some type of godly line or anything of that particular nature. They are clearly thought of as angelic beings. So when we go right back to our Genesis text once again, and that's where we are here. And we see it, that construction is the same. So the sons of God that are being referenced here in Genesis 6 and 2, as well as Genesis 6 and 4, these are the angels. And what the scriptures is literally saying is that angels, that is demonic angels, these are not the good angels, demonic angels took form and married, intermarried with female women. And to give you a very short answer to this, and basically the idea is this. If you can recall from Genesis chapter three in the failure of man, God promised that he would send a seed and this seed would come through the woman. So here we see one of Satan's first attempt in allowing the angels that followed him, some of them, some of those angels to follow him, to try to, to, try to thwart the plan of God by interrupting or preventing the seed that should come from the woman. That's Genesis 3 and 15, the seed of the woman, this seed of the woman that was prophesied by God himself to crush the seed of the serpent. So this is one of the first attempts of Satan to thwart this particular woman, whomever this woman might be, from having the Messiah seed. And so therefore, what does he do? He allows his angels, those evil angels that followed him, to come together with human women and corrupt the seed. Because if you notice, and, and we're not going to get into all of the details here, but following on the back of this, this brought forth the judgment of God, which we know ended up in the destruction of all mankind. For that's the whole idea. All of mankind had basically corrupted itself. And there was one family uh, that was following after God and seemingly had not corrupted itself. And that was the family of Noah. Okay, quickly. Verse number four. It says that the Nephilim. Now, sometimes you may see this word as giants. That's not a good uh, interpretation of the word. The word is Nephilim. Uh, in Hebrew, which comes from a, a Hebrew participle, you know, verb used in a noun way, which means the fallen one. So verse four tells us that from the union of those supernatural being, that is fallen angels copulating with human women created supernatural beings. And they weren't supernatural in the sense they had some kind of mystical powers, but it appears that they were men of great wisdom and men of great might. And so they were referred to as the fallen one. And notice the scriptures themselves said they were mighty men and men of renown. Uh, 
These were the particular men from which we get certain fictional characters like Hercules and all that stuff from the Greek mythology. No doubt this was born of these true events in those days. However, it was, of course, corrupted by sinful men. But once again, uh, the sons of God that are referred to in Genesis 6, these are fallen angels. You also see something very similar referred to this in Second Peter when it talks about the particular angels which were engaged in certain immoral act. And it also refers to this in the book of Jude when it talks about those angels which do not maintain their habitation. And notice the time frame that fits both of those particular narratives would refer us back to this particular time frame in this passage of Genesis 6. So these particular sons of God, these are once again, not men, but these are angels which copulated with female women. All right. Thanks for watching. Till next time.